0: the remark here is that it's 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 just part of the uh, part of the calculation and uh, I, I wouldn't say that it's um, just that like uh, the the place you were born has a special weight uh, if it doesn't like so it's, it's it's a matter of the of the people it's a matter of, of many other things that, that 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 you care about and uh, for in, in my personal case when I got the, the in touch so again like I didn't apply for Viverger, I met the guys <laughs> and we were actually uh, trying to close like one last deal for literally this was the, my last dance for, mm-hmm. for Vivacom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the last project that I couldn't close with this company, uh, that, that, that 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 I was just I, I was writing long polite emails to 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 get to the negotiating table, and I was getting one-liners of rejection. It oh. was it was very disappointing at, oh. at, at, at at certain point, but then I learned that it was first of all not personal. It's also part of the Israeli culture because this was one of my first my first boss in in Viber who who is Israeli and many of them are Israelis, mm-hmm. uh, and they are more direct and, and frank and, and, and short, cut to the chase. Yeah, yeah. To the chase.
1: <laughs> there is this word that they use, I think in German, Tachles, <laughs> when you speak directly. I think it's Jewish, but uh, anyway, I need to might talk
0: be might yeah. be uh, yeah mm-hmm. So 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 I was I got even more motivated to close it because I said it's like I, like I really want to leave a clean sheet. For my successor, wow. yeah. and I got very motivated to convince them. And, and in, the, in my very last days, it was when we met each other mm-hmm. and I pitched them. I pitched them heavily about all the opportunities for growth they can get um, through the partnership with the telecom, but ironically, because like obviously this was my viewpoint and how I built the pitch, this was not exactly the resources that the telecom can only the resources that the telecom can deliver the company that I work for but it was what somebody like me locally with the connections and the partnerships and the, the things that, that we have built which my successor was like equally capable of uh, obviously uh, I like could, could could bring to them mm-hmm. but the way they they, they they heard the pitch was, well, we actually need somebody who understands this region in this market. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we, and they admitted later on, that this was not even on their to-do list at this point. And after this conversation, they said, "Okay, so probably we need to hire somebody." and this guy like like the profile of this guy and we we'll of course start us from so asking you him
1: for the region was so good that you basically uh, well not for the real i mean at this point it was uh, for the telecom but you were have you had to sell the region so they decided Literally. to invest in the region instead
0: <laughs> exactly 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 and
1: look for someone with your profile which i guess it's hard to find <laughs> Because uh, it is.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know like, um,
1: so they had to make you a proposal later on.
0: Yeah, l- Literally, they approached me.
1: Hello, Recursive Community, and welcome back to our podcast series. Our next guest is responsible for global growth of Rakuten Viber. If you don't know it, but I guess you do, this is one of the biggest calling and messaging applications with over billion of, billions of users all over the world. Atanas Raikov. Is building on the app's popularity with focus on Europe, US, Asia, the Middle East, and North Africa. He works directly with recruitants and Vibers executive team to develop strategic partnerships, marketing, and PR initiatives, as well as to transform the application into a super app. I'm super, super excited <laughs> to find out a bit more about this development. Previously, Nasco worked for 10 years for the biggest telecom in Bulgaria, Vivecom. He's also an LP and a mentor for portfolio companies of Up Ventures and Eleven Ventures, part of the mentors network of Endeavor Bulgaria. And last but not least, also an angel investor himself and member of the CEO Angels Club in Bulgaria. Nasko, I'm very happy that you're here.
0: (laughs) Thank you, it's a a real pleasure, Irina.
1: It's been a while since um, we actually wanted to invite you and uh, we always had um, different and more urgent guests, but it, you've been on a, on a list from the very beginning. Because I have to say, I was always very impressed, first of all, by your engagement in the innovation ecosystem and in the startup ecosystem. And second of all, also by your career. I mean, you <laughs> just made these huge steps in the career ladder. But before we start with the uh, career development, I wanted to go a bit back in time uh, you mentioned when you arrived here in Kinovlakova that it's uh, that you have a certain nostalgia for this region. So part of your um, adolescence was here, and then childhood was here in Bulgaria, but a big part wasn't, right? <laughs> Can you share a bit more of you know how was it growing up with a family that was uh, actually not living in Bulgaria?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's. I, I think it's a common story. For a lot of uh, Bulgarians, uh, because I, as a, as a kid of the mid, born in the mid '80s, mm. uh, I I have like vague memories of the communism, but I have much better memories of the transition. And this was a, like I think that everybody in Eastern Europe uh, has some 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 story uh, around this uh, transition, which was uneven, unpredictable, uh, and uh, a lot of people migrated. Like there were older generations, especially in the case of our family, who uh, were like, who, who immigrated abroad uh, due to political reasons uh, many, many years before. They were actually one of the first people to, uh, to live after World War II, even on, on, on work wow, to, okay. for, for the peace negotiation. For example, one of my grandfathers was mm-hmm. the representative of Bulgaria. And there was always this kind of uh, here and there. Uh, situation in uh, in our family and a lot of uh, role models of uh, people who had uh, a keen affection to to Bulgaria to eastern europe to 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 the struggles uh, and the challenges of Eastern europe during all of these years uh, the the regime and uh, the transition afterwards but also people who had a very uh, very global mindset uh, and mm-hmm. I was uh, very fortunate to to have very, very early on a uh, like a very direct contact to to these um, forebears uh, and elders, uh, and uh, like just a simple example of um, how probably I was formed, and, and it, it has to do with, with 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 my current story and my current aspirations and uh, and the responsibilities that I embrace. So when I managed to get into one of the um, uh best business schools uh, in uh, in in bulgaria uh although i had like an uh, interim plan to go to the us which didn't happen due to family reasons so when i went, when i got admitted into this business school as a gift for my grant from my grandparents i didn't get a, a new gadgets or, or 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 some amount of money but they subscribed me for the next um, seven eight years uh, for the economist I was one of the. I was joking with uh, some friend uh, who is um, uh, like. who was in some of the investment bankers, a little bit older than me? He said, "Like, I, I know that you are one of the 50 subscribers that actually were getting the paper uh, version of the Economist in uh, 2002, 2003." Oh yeah,
1: the, uh, back then it was in paper, right? Which was in paper,
0: <laughs> and it was not very accessible, and it was uh, pretty expensive, and so on. So uh, actually, for uh, for a student in university, I think that this this really opened uh, opened my, my my mindset, and also. The pure gesture that this probably means much more than mm-hmm. just uh, getting money and uh, partying on the seaside or, 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 or something else is very, very different. So I always had this kind of a mentality that the world is much bigger and we are a piece of it. But also that this means that there are a lot of opportunities out there which can be brought here mm-hmm. or and uh, can create a, a much, much better uh, synergy and much better uh, win-win. Mm. Relationships,
1: yeah. I <clears throat> was thinking that um, back then we didn't really see Bulgaria as part of a European community, as part of a global community. Uh, I was born maybe shortly after you, <laughs> i not gonna go into details about it, but I do have more and more vivid memories of the transition period, and I remember that. You know our understanding of Bulgaria, at least for me, for someone who grew up in Plovdiv, yeah, maybe in a in a, an educated family, definitely not rich family. <laughs> we struggled a lot. I do remember,
0: like most people.
1: Yeah, exactly. At this point, you know the the huge inflation that at some mm. point we had. It, <clears throat> but we were feeling like we're part of the third world you know like mm-hmm. we're uh one of the darkest places <laughs> somewhere in the world <laughs> we never really understood this context so reading the economist probably opened up totally new perspectives for you back then did you, were you reading it actually
0: yeah, yeah i was reading it i yeah. was stacking it i i even, wow. like, kept my collection and then i uh donated it as an archive to a to a library of um of uh, one of um business school. Yeah. Nice. Of business school yeah so so yeah it's uh, it, it, yeah it's not it's not only this part it actually created the hunger uh to search for quality information for quality journalism to to have the habit that you should pay for it so and and when i i graduated and i got my okay, not the intern job, because internships are not very well paid, but like mm-hmm. after I got my first proper job, then my grandparents said, okay, so you're stopping to pay for it. Now you can, now you can pay for it yourself. <laughs> and it was, it suddenly became, uh, and, and then at this point I said, okay, so yes, of course I will do it. Uh, yes. and it was well, I already had the habit and it was like a, not even some kind of a consideration if I should do it or not. And by that time I had already curated a large part of a large um, set of, uh, of sources that I'm obviously uh, updating over the years, of mm-hmm. course, adding uh, new ones like mm-hmm. the recursive. Thank <laughs> you <them>. so much. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. It's really kind. <laughs> yeah, um, it would be actually curious maybe to add your list of sources that uh, you trust that you read. I think, in times, especially now of disinformation, uh, but also in times or in the current environment in Bulgaria where we have. Um, very limited freedom press um, um. <clears throat> press freedom I think it might be useful for our audience to <laughs> see uh, for someone who is valuing such kind of diverse, uh, diversified information sources um, Yeah, what are you reading so maybe <laughs> we will follow up and ask you about your list of course. Um, what did you want to become when you attended the the business school back then, did you have a and a dream a dream of what are you going to be as a grown up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I I, I I usually share this story uh, in in some of the career uh, events that uh, the time sometimes invited mm. uh, and and um, I okay so when when I was much younger I wanted to become uh, a knight. Uh, but there mm. were no opening jobs, and the career prospects was, were turned mm. out to not to be uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, later on, uh, actually, even towards the end of uh, of high school, I knew that um, I, because I already was profiling into into business, mm-hmm. so I, even on the, the I went into the uh, business high school. Yeah. Because at the age of uh, the, the seventh grade before mm-hmm. high school, I was already uh, reading my father's business newspaper, and it was uh, kind of interesting to mm-hmm. me. Well, there is this whole big world that has moving parts in the businesses, and some are succeeding, some are failing. What's going on? And actually, not just to look at the brands and the, and the ads, but also to see, to follow the money, as yeah. they say, because you know, this is uh, the easiest. And the, 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 the most tangible way to understand, uh, like, which companies are doing their job well. It's not always only about the money, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very important part of the picture because anybody can brag and make noise, mm. like sometimes it's also the case with startups. But if they don't, uh, at a certain point, made it into something tangible and uh, have uh, something to show, for their uh, bragging rights and, and their promises, uh, then uh, well, probably the, this won't last for much longer. Yeah. Uh, so, like, so, so I was already on this path, and I was already experimenting. I in high school, I was the the manager of our um, how do you say it, educational training firm. So We had training mm. forums, and you have different departments, and you kind of tried to manage uh, your classmates which was a terrible experience <laughs> 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 a lot of sabotage and uh, you don't really have like a lot of the motivational letters uh, but nevertheless it was very very interesting experience and then i i got in parallel a huge excitement uh, towards mobile technology mm. so i'm uh, people that know me uh, I, Especially like the people that, for example, because I walk to the office, and people that are colleagues or or, or other, co, other tenants of the the working where we live, sometimes they say, "Well, I wanted to catch up with you while you are walking to the office, but I couldn't catch up with you because you are moving so fast." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm famous for being mobile. usually <laughs> on the yeah mobile, <laughs> usually on the move, dynamic, and so on. And for me, because this is also something that is harder and harder to explain to the to the teenagers nowadays and to the to the to the latest generations, the, the, the Gen Zs and mm-hmm. the Alphas and so on. That you know like in the in the nineties, coming from the 90s, you actually were very static. Or like you in order to do something with the internet, you have to go home and to go into a slow connection and to wait and you are locked to a certain place and context and there was no like flexibility uh, around that and everything else was virtually offline Mm -hmm. so so I was I got super excited from the very very early days even pre smartphone era with the first internet powered smartphones like uh, even for simple tasks like uh, checking the like going out with friends and then checking the results of the football match yeah. Which was like a, like a big breakthrough for, for the time, <laughs> uh, and, and then I, 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 I this this grew up on me like a, like a huge fascination with the, not not with the gadgets themselves, not with the, having a, I don't know like a, the fanciest looking phone, mm-hmm. but the phone that has like the, a certain innovation in text, and tech. And back then, every year there was a big leap. So going mm-hmm. from super slow internet to the first 3G, to the, to the first phones with, uh, that had um, um, a powerful screen for internet browsing, which was still sucked. Then I, I remember so vividly the first phone that had a GPS,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: was like, by the time even the iPhone didn't have a GPS, so yeah. like, uh, and then suddenly you're on the street and the phone knows where you are,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> which
0: was, again, like very surprising and very inspiring. And I was thinking, okay, so, this is a very exciting industry uh, at this point, and how can I get into it from my starting point in a, as a business school student in Bulgaria, like uh, first year whatever. And actually I drew an essay, and this essay was on the, the typical essay about uh, goal planning and goal setting 10 years from now, where do you think uh, you will be? And uh, and actually, ten years from that point, I, I kind of described exactly what where, where I was. Although like the, the the road was very twisty, so nine and a half years before that, I was without um, uh, without I moved out of my home, so I didn't have a home, I didn't have a job, uh, and uh, I didn't have like something fixed into the future, uh, but. Six months later, I was at Viber, and I was exactly what I described uh, in in the first year, which was original position for a cool technology company related to to mobile uh, technology. So, uh, like, and then I said, okay, so I'll probably start from some of the local companies where I can go find a way, because like when you when you look at mobile in two thousand and three. This was the telecoms mm-hmm. and a couple of companies that were dealing with SMS and value added services and so on. And probably the smartphone and uh, the, the phone uh, manufacturers, which usually had a higher bar and they didn't hire so, so young talent uh, like me. So I said, OK, so I'll go into the telecoms because they themselves as companies are growing and are needing a lot of talent and the tide is on, in their favor. Uh, And this is uh, how 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 it all started. And then I said, okay, so from there I'll go, I'll I'll, I'll build my name, I'll go to different positions, and then gradually I'll go to a core company, which is more. So
1: you basically described your career for the next ten years in an essay, and most of it came true. Do you believe that you know this essay may be somehow? predestined your path?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, do you
1: believe that there is some kind of like a magic connection between them? Because there, there, the technique is there.
0: Probably. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like it was... Um, I, 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 I Although I believe in priming, like mm. the, 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 the practice of priming, mm. uh, but I, I it was not like something that was under my pillow and every morning I was opening up <laughs> and I was meditating on okay, so what should I do? Today, in order to mm-hmm. get uh, there, um, it was uh, there was a lot of serendipity and a lot of a lot of choices, deliberate choices from my side. So I'm, I'm, I'm usually um, people that know that, that know me well, they'll say that I am uh, I'm pretty patient, which sometimes has drawbacks in this mm-hmm. case, in this uh, context, it's it, I would say it's it, it showed some advantages and uh, I'm very consistent into pursuing um, mm-hmm. the, the goals and the things uh, that they want and also i play a longer term game okay. so like I, I play it more like a game of of chess so mm-hmm. it's not about like i do i need to do something right now it's i'm more like okay let's keep your eyes open into what kind of opportunities there are and how you can increase the amount of opportunities that can come to you and then from these opportunities, you can see what, what you can best make out of them. Of and uh, there were a couple of, uh, I would say, uh, important moments exactly like that. So the, the way I started in the telecoms, is the, the other very important part is that I have... Actually, the, the only jobs that I have applied to, uh, I was never chosen. <laughs> so <laughs> so this, is, uh, this is the short how, joke about my career. How many jobs
2: did you apply
0: for? I'm not sure, uh, just several so Just like several,
1: uh, it's less than 10 basically. no
0: much less than 10 like wow, uh, six yeah. or, or six or seven applications and i was rejected in all of them so i didn't apply for mm-hmm. my first company where i worked for nine years something and i didn't apply for viber okay so it was uh, chance encounters mm-hmm. where i went so i probably it's better to be more specific but the way i went into the telecoms is like okay so i wrote the essay the next one year I was actually involved into supporting uh, a student organization in the business school. And I was super excited about, again, like communication. So like there is mobile communication, so all of these things like mm-hmm. it has always been like my, uh, my, my, my passion. And I said, OK, so this is like a career center, but a little bit more. And I was organizing um, meetings again, like it was before streaming and so on. So, um, I was organizing lectures and um, uh, meetings with uh, very important business leaders that, mm-hmm. were com- that, that, that we were bringing to the business school. And I was also dealing with fundraising and so on. And uh, we, it, it was a very exciting time because I suddenly got access because of the fact that you we were doing this for, for free, but with a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. I got access to some of the, to, to, to most of the business leaders in the country and the people that i admired and i was just pursuing them like i was just literally hunting them down at events uh, through a network and so on and uh, certain people uh really because it was not it was rather unusual Mm -hmm. to 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 do it there were a certain number of organizations that were good or, or or better than us but not too many so like A lot of doors were opened just because it was young people that wanted to do something that were investing their energy in order to give back to the to the community
1: yeah and i guess uh, it's pretty similar also to uh, our podcast because uh, i also feel very lucky that the podcast gives me the access to talk to some of the most interesting people who are usually also very busy so they're not (laughs) very (laughs) they are hard to get (laughs) and then on top of everything I get to talk to them with their phone switched off. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, now I realize what a, you know, like what a huge gesture from your side. (laughs) (laughs) And to focus really on some, you know, on their history, on their path, on their philosophy. But uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I also learned something else that when you talk to successful people like that, they still prefer to be treated normally. Like uh, you know, not with uh, the feeling of inferiority because it's it's not pleasant for them mm. as well. But when you speak to them like you're speaking to someone, a peer, yeah, um you kind of like um develop a different kind of relationship, you earn the respect. And this mm. is also something that I learned happily very early on, <laughs> which um also um, opened very job, very many job opportunities for me. So I think I applied for a job in one, I don't remember, maybe when I was a student for much more, they never got me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Eisen, International can still... <laughs> Regret this decision that they didn't take me (laughs) as an as an intern back then. In any case, all the other opportunities came just just because I I met someone and I was just speaking to the person, and they said, "Yeah, why don't you apply here? Why don't you? Or what do you want to do? We are looking for someone like you." So, (laughs) yeah, two big tips here for youngsters if they're watching us: (laughs) write an essay for the next ten years. (laughs) It doesn't. You don't have to be. You know. You don't have to. Strictly stick to it, then serendipity comes in and, you know, <laughs> arranges everything for you, but still write your essay for the next 10 years. And then second of all, don't be afraid to get in touch with even the most successful people. Hunt them, talk to them, and uh, a new world opens up and you yeah. work with opportunities.
0: Exactly, exactly. The, the moment you are, you are into generating value, and especially mm. I would say that the, the, the most successful people... They are already in the state of mind uh, mm. of giving back, mm. so sometimes it's it's much more easy. It's much easier mm. to, to to reach out to them through this uh, angle so and to connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: yeah, I totally agree here. Um, when you approach them with a intention of maybe getting an advice and kind of mentorship, then everyone will actually open the door. Or I mean those that won't open the door you don't want them they're not they are <laughs> they're probably not worth anyway. it yes.
0: Yes. the first place
1: what i also find in, so uh obviously you got hunted by by vivatel and what i find interesting is that you started working with them already very early on so already uh during the launch
0: yeah i was uh, i was uh, 20 years old just when I, I was just 20 almost like um one week after becoming a teenager, uh, like uh, stopping being a teenager or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I was the kid uh, in yeah. the group. So the the most interesting part is that um, like some people don't even remember the name VivaTel. Now it's the third mobile operator part of Vivacom, part of a, of a big uh, corporation and, and structure. But back then, it was actually a, a, a side project. It was uh, a project which was uh, uh, Separated mm-hmm. entirely uh, from the state's newly privatized uh, company, and they brought top talents, top top professionals from all over the world. So yeah. again, there was this kind of a global expertise in, in, in people with, with very global mindset mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that came in: uh, British guys, Australian guys, New Zealand guys, wow. Americans, uh, all, all kinds of uh, mainly Anglo Saxons, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of of, of them. Very, very experienced professionals, some with 20, 30 years. Uh, some people that have built some of the first modern uh, telecoms in the time uh, that have done uh, campaigns and have built businesses in and then in, in, in promotions and marketing in, in many different places. So it was a very interesting place and I had access to them because the team, especially at the start, was very small. So it was this uh, 15, 20 top international professionals they hired another they had hired when I joined another 30-40 Bulgarian guys that mm-hmm. were like very good and also coming from international companies some coming from Xerox in the golden days of Xerox when it was a,
3: like yeah. googling
0: uh, was, it was zero copying in Bulgaria <laughs> for example <laughs> I remember yeah. Uh,
3: yeah.
0: so like uh, and and companies with very good practices and where they have acquired a lot of uh, a lot of experience and uh, and then it was me so literally, it was people with ten plus years of experience, and me with zero, because I was the only intern wow. in the company. Uh, and uh, it was, and I, I was the kid around. And uh, they were like, and I, I went into the marketing uh, communications department. And this was the the biggest new brand launch,
2: mm.
0: probably for the last twenty years uh, in Bulgaria. So it was super ambitious. Uh, we were going into a market which was heavily fortified uh, by by two big companies who were there for a long time who were making a lot of money and big profits and they were um, on the the top of the awareness Mm -hmm. and the recognition and so on Uh, and and also an industry which was booming and these guys were ready for fight they were preparing for us for, for 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 our entrance for for quite some time and there were also even bad regulations. So the usual mix in Eastern Europe of, uh, you know, like uh, tangible and, and market and also non-market uh, factors uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that that prevented the entrance of a, of a new uh, force of change. And uh, we were literally driving with uh, with a huge speed because it was uh, it, it was literally literally like a, like a marketing team of a startup that got a huge funding to to scale because we had millions of. Of dollars back then, so like we probably the marketing budget that we spent in in the in the first quarter after after this um, the telecom launch after Viva Tele launch was well probably more than I, I would say that at least fifteen twenty percent of the whole marketing market the whole advertising market in the country for this particular period. So it was a huge bank. And then when you have so much capital, and like I, I think yeah. that the some of the stories that, that, pro, that also you tell and you cover, so this is also a challenge. You have so much capital that it's very difficult to understand how to best deploy it in order to, to achieve the business results, but also not to burn this cash unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about blitz blitzscaling of, yeah. of, of, of a huge marketing plan, uh in a in a very difficult environment not like a a blue ocean where you have a unique product and there is nobody there or or at least it's it's easy to cover the ground uh and at the same time being accountable and having this kind of a strategy which is uh long term uh, and, uh, and going to to very specific results
1: so these were different times marketing was done in a very different way um but still i wonder can you share maybe the lessons about scaling that you got from there? I mean, I can't even imagine if I was in this position, how am I going to approach this? Because I've never been in a campaign like that. I've always been on the other side when you have a very tight budget and you have to think like out of the box on how to do marketing Without a budget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, ten years later, I was on the on the other side when I joined Viber. So, you know, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think that ironically, the, the the this experience in the telecom prepared me for the other. Uh, in a, in a way, in a way, yeah, it's it's a, it's probably a little bit ironic, but uh, yeah. what I can say is that um, the, the the key lesson uh, was that if you have like not have but you 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 would like to deploy uh, a lot of resorts uh you have to like really make sure that uh, you can track especially the biggest bets so like the 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 bets that comprise like again the the 80 20 or ideally even more uh pareto ratio is is really it's really important so like it's fine to to have big Bets that are consolidated. For example, okay, so we will uh, we will do a massive uh, TV campaign mm-hmm. because this was the 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 obvious and the right way for for such a campaign. Even to this day, yeah, even market, today, even like, today, yeah. Well, yeah. You mm-hmm. see that even the the big tech is advertising in Super Bowl and uh, in such mm-hmm. kind of venues, and they are spending big money on that. Uh, so, if you do that, how are you going to measure it? How would you know that you're on the right track? So. This probably means, like in this case, like doing research, like mm-hmm. awareness research,
2: mm-hmm.
0: nationally representative, okay, before the campaign, during the campaign, after the campaign, certain components, and then understand, okay, so like how many people actually learned about that, did they change their opinion, do they think something about us or do they think nothing, so like mm. just to have awareness, it's uh, OK, so it's, it's the first step, but it's not enough, especially if you have spent a lot of money. But if they actually are curious, if they have positive attitude towards you, if uh, they are open to, to, to connect with your brand while when you have started from zero and from absolutely unknown a month ago, then this is a, 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 great, a, a great option. Uh, then the thing is, what, what, how, how do you create the, the whole plan so that you have many touch points uh, to Mm -hmm. these people's lives so that they can uh, you not only be exposed and reminded about you but that they can interact with your company now with digital is much to a certain degree is easier Mm -hmm. uh, because like you can replicate digital Mm -hmm. touch points in a lot of places and if you have the money probably you can outbid and you can suddenly mm-hmm. get into many storefronts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, 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 in some user journeys, you, you also have to incorporate the, the, the physical part, the physical connection. So like how, how can you integrate some parts of, of, of your brand values or, or, or company um, app uh, business capabilities mm-hmm. into certain places where people will be comfortable uh, to try it out. Mm-hmm. So like we were for example at concerts, uh, we were in uh, like we we sponsored almost all of the parties and the concerts and actually it turned out that that that, that people were, were curious if you do an activation there and it's a cool activation uh, and they test something geeky there, actually these crowds that care less, especially for like some cool concerts and cool parties, some of these guys are actually the, the early adopters. And if you reach out in the place where they try out different new things, mm-hmm. uh, then probably you can you can create a, a very interesting connection to them, and then they can become your uh, opinion leaders. Yes. And, uh, and, and okay. this is actually the the place where we started, not as the, uh, the 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 cheap discounted brand, but actually as a brand which was very cool uh, and, and, and and very very uh, approachable at the same time and, mm-hmm. and the brands that, that that where people were were proud to 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 be associated with Wow. So I learned okay. a lot. And then actually, you know, like I was on the on the, uh, the executing side. So it was I was more like the running, uh, running certain parts of the process. But I got so many jobs. So well, I was going from yeah. one job to another and so on, um, and you were launching still the first the air website
1: of those who are working on a strategy. I think this is still yes, very important. yes, yeah, yeah, we were in
0: the, in the same room with the with the CMO. I think
1: and, yeah. if someone now today joins um, telecom corporation,
0: it's not the same.
1: And you would <laughs> never have the same feeling. I mean, you were actually very lucky to be exactly <laughs> in this moment there. Not because you don't deserve it, but because this kind of event um, happens actually very seldom.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. And, uh, and I got there because of the student organization. Mm-hmm. So, like, because I was pitching the student organization to the headhunter, to the HRs mm-hmm. that were looking for the young talent. Yeah. And then these HRs, just I I didn't even remember that they pulled out my CV yeah because I had saved it for some cooler companies not like the old (laughs) telecom because the 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 project that I worked for was secret yeah Uh, so they just pulled my CV and I suddenly was called out uh, and and then I went into the admission process and then I was selected um, the the, the choice was between me and another girl uh, which was like which was uh, very impressive from what I what I uh, what what I was told, but she didn't have the experience of uh, working uh, for an NGO and uh, okay, actually. so that was the doing the winning all of argument. these things. Okay, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. This is how 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 this. Yeah, I mean,
1: as a as an employer myself now, I would definitely say that you know this kind of initiatives that they, they, that makes also a huge impression on me when I'm hiring someone new. Yeah, that's um, true. <clears throat> Okay, nine years or ten years later, you decided almost to go. Almost ten years, nine oh, years and years. nine
0: months. Actually, I decided to go a little bit earlier. Um, mm-hmm. So I have been considering this back and forth. So I I went um, from 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 marketing into digital marketing into then into product. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I was a product manager for quite a long time for um, seven of these nine and a half years mm-hmm. uh, and I was responsible for a pretty sizable p l so I was yeah. literally literally defining and, and building the strategy and the roadmap for every single piece of the of the commercial strategy of the of the telecom business and somewhere along this process so like it was like we started from okay SMS voice and some very very early data services and around halfway the the mobile internet really started picking up so the first 3G networks uh, the first uh, smartphones uh, out there which were, okay, the Nokias and the Symbian. Some people don't say, okay, it was probably the iPhone. Actually, like, dear kids, <laughs> there were smartphones before the iPhone. They were not good, but nevertheless. <laughs> the... Oh, I have to say
1: that the Nokia was actually, you know, uh, producing very, very cool models, and some of them are still used today, especially of those people who don't want to be attached to their smartphone all the time. So yeah, yeah I the, I feature the, the feature of the phones. You know, the, yeah. the Nokias, they still have, you know, this a bit, yeah. Yeah, I probably they
0: were not as good. Although for the time, they were really, really, there were some really, really innovative, uh, innovative devices. That
1: was 2012, 11.
0: Oh, even no, much earlier, like yeah. 2008, 9. This no, was when, like when, the when big. you
1: left. But I remember I had my Nokia, when, in 2005, maybe 2006.
0: Yeah there yeah. were there were yeah yeah this were this yeah. were the times for I this could... uh, Nokia smartphone I still
1: love it you know the the it was the Sirocco I still love it Oh okay
0: okay yeah, yeah <laughs> it, was it was a it was a cool girly phone yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. so they found the target they, they found did. the target they yeah that's good did. that's good Yeah nice. and and then I I was exposed so I even like the Taking step back on the on the on the passions and the personal side, even with these very early smartphones, on a, as, a, as a personal interest, I was thinking, okay, so what can you do on top of them? Mm-hmm. So like, what what can be built on top of them? And there were some very simple mobile apps. There was no app store, so it was very difficult actually to to. There was no distribution. So A lot of obviously things that Steve Jobs and Apple and then Google manage to, to 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 improve and to to streamline. But I was I was really curious even before this revolution happened about what can be done and I even tried to quote. Like some things, Mm -hmm. some very, very simple things Mm -hmm. like themes and uh, some very simple things. And I I figured out the time not really like it's...
1: At least you were braver than me. I never dared.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I I gave up very early. I gave up very early. I already had my frustrating
1: experience with Pascal, I remember, (laughs) at school. (laughs) In any case, but you were planning to do some kind of like a sabbatical, travel a bit. You weren't really into working after 10 years
0: yeah so so I, I was I was very much very involved uh, into the startup ecosystem mm. from the the launch of the oh, oh, still in the in the telecom years because i I joined as mentor both 11 and uh, launch hubs nice. when they were in, conceived and, and when they got the first uh, funding, because it was very exciting times. So a lot of friends of mine uh, were either on the investor side or on the receiving side. Yeah. Uh, actually, one of my first mentors and in, in very early colleague uh, in, uh, in the Vivatel years uh, was the founder of TaxiMe, oh, who is one of the success yes. stories, Christo Chernev, Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like Christo was starting into into this uh, thing from uh, like leaving the telecom, then going into startups, doing something exciting, and so on. And I, I was I was exposed from the the point of view of the telecom, and I have always been with this. Um, Entrepreneurial mm-hmm. uh, mindset. So I, I have, uh, if we if we use the the the, the terminology of the of uh, of the design thinking, I was I am much better uh, at uh, slicing uh, uh, your current inventory mm-hmm. of of I uh, and seeing w- some, what parts of it can be used by somebody for some other purpose. Okay. and open much bigger opportunities. And uh, I have always uh, had this kind of a mindset. And when I went when, when I opened the inventory at the telecom, I said, okay, so actually a lot of startups, because it was all about building mobile apps, so like the <laughs> mobile apps was like AI right now. Mm-hmm. So everybody wants to be in, wanted to be into this field. Uh, I said, okay, so they need billing, they need distribution, they need marketing, they need quite a lot of things that uh, the telecoms have. Okay. And if you want to make a MVP, or some beta tests into a small market before you scale, uh, you, and you are coming from Bulgaria. The most obvious thing was to do it in Bulgaria. So we create this kind of ecosystem. I got exposed. I got very excited and I said, "Okay, so for sure, like the telecoms and the big company, I also had like this kind of a clash a little bit with the with how the culture evolved, which is normal because like cultures uh, evolve when the company scales and it merges with a more conservative uh, part of the business and i and i gradually started planning uh, my exit strategy while having increasing exposure uh, to the apps uh, and the startups uh, Mm -hmm. uh, ecosystem in the in the country and in parallel i was also uh, renting out a room uh in an apartment from airbnb so i was one of the very very early adopters of uh, airbnb nice uh and uh and i because i knew marketing i priced it in such a way so that it was something like a very premium experience even before airbnb created (laughs) experience officially we were actually renting a shitty room for a lot of money but the review said that actually uh, we were providing a great host experience of showing Bulgaria mm-hmm. and the ecosystem and so on. And also the algorithm did the, the part of the magic. And we actually got people from, from Google, people from the Silicon Valley, people from Singapore that came wow. to us simply because our profiles matched in terms of hosts and guests. So my network expanded incredibly uh to, to to many many wow. places in the world
3: nice. and then
0: i said okay so i have the global network of uh, friends already because i was not doing it so much for the money mm-hmm. uh, but for creating this connection i was investing a lot because i was curious about these people and with some people i became friends with some people okay so, you, so it just doesn't so happen
1: you are actually more like a couch surfer type of person <laughs> 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 i don't know if you remember this one but yeah. you know you had this community where you would be welcoming you know your guests don't
0: Taking
1: c- catering them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something
0: like that, something yeah. like that. So I, I've always been trying to be ambassador of uh, of Sofia, of Bulgaria. Mm. I've always been proud uh, of of what we have managed to achieve despite all of the circumstances the and all and, and everything <laughs> and everything that is that is being thrown uh, at us in this very difficult and 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 a, and a volatile place uh, mm. geo geo geo. Location uh, yeah. in the world. So yeah. So and at some point, I had the the world network of of of, of this of the RMB friends plus many other personal friends, former classmates, and so on that were in cool tech places. I had the, the some experience, some confidence that well, the world is up for grabs and it's big and there are many opportunities. I even considered starting a startup.
1: I was just about to ask you, 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 you must was, have been. <laughs> I was
0: considering, I even created a Prezi, like oh, a very nice. big, beautiful Prezi about my concept. I pitched it to a very dear friend of mine who is one of the partners in Launch Hub,
2: yeah.
0: uh, Stefan Ganchev so probably everybody knows stefan gancher everybody
1: knows not only here everywhere (laughs) wherever i go everyone knows stefan gancher
0: yeah and then uh it was about social commerce uh and and then he said well look probably uh like he he was very polite so probably it was full absolute crap but
1: uh Uh, I think he was, yeah. Why not? I mean, not? I, I, well, I'm sure that to... you had the bromance in a way, or the you know the body connection. Him being also coming from the telco sector. So
0: yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> he was always a, a, a mentor and uh, an a, mm-hmm. a important factor in, uh, in 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 my life uh, yeah. as as an advisor. But he said, well, first of all, it's too early from you because you come from a from a from telecom and the corporation, and, mm-hmm. and startups work differently. So jump into a company that mm-hmm. is startup like. Mm-hmm. And really start up like uh, see how it goes and then think like and then and then you have a better understanding of, of like you should do it or not and as for the idea well it needs much more work so I said okay so I, I, I get your message I'll, I'll, I'll continue the exploration and this was like the when I took the decision I said, okay so use the network i use the connections the the bit of capital that i had accumulated and i went on this uh, on this sabbatical and i said okay so I'll, I'll i'll tell my my boss which was highly unusual so everybody was was shocked from my bosses that i told them i'm leaving i'm not going to the competition because telecoms and banks yeah. people circulate between them yes uh until the world ends so like it's it's literally permanent circulation and very few people get out of, of the business because it's it, it's also specialized so they were shocked that i'm not going to the competition that i'm not starting work right away because sabbatico at least in these circles, was not something that was very, uh, very um, common.
1: Actually, most of the people were ashamed when they didn't have a job. I mean, you're going to be jobless. I mean, imagine that. Yeah, yeah and
0: I was homeless was as well, this was, uh, which was another homeless. type of... yeah. so you had
1: your Airbnb, but you were homeless. No, no, I had to leave it. Uh, that's
0: another very long story. Uh, okay, so you were
1: jobless, homeless?
0: Yeah, uh, single, single, single. Uh, single Yeah, well. uh, uh, single so very single and on the go yeah, yeah but also was very there.
1: free obviously
0: extremely free so like this was, this was like I, I wouldn't say the um, this was a very happy time I wouldn't say the happiest time because like you you, you know I recently had uh, twin boys and uh a lovely marriage and so on so I'm uh, I'm, I'm they, definitely this is a different like much friends. like different type so sweet, of, yes. and, and a you can't type compare of it I wouldn't, Japanese, I wouldn't
3: yeah. use but, but this
0: yeah. but this sense of freedom was very very empowering and uh, it was uh, just like a, like a quest the world is big you go to different places and actually and the other part uh, for me um, which I, I, I think the different people cope with it uh, differently but uh, because I, I the, the story started from the family history of like a lot of immigrants mm-hmm. people that have went studied lived. some of them came back some of them stayed f- for 78 years until uh, they passed away like my grandparents and uh, there is this thing that like especially the first generation you always be an immigrant there so mm-hmm. like did you always be not local uh, yeah. They're not local in the in the in the country where you live, and you 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 are not anymore local of uh, where you come. It, so
1: yeah, yeah I, it's how I approximately feel right now. <laughs> Although I, I didn't leave that early on. I left when I was nineteen or eighteen. I don't remember anymore. But now it's weird because I was never part of the society there. Really, I was always the Bulgarian. I came yeah. back here. And now i'm not bulgarian enough <laughs> It's very good. Yeah, anyway but I, yeah. I totally get it Yeah. yeah but so in so some so way you know you become very international in this sense yeah,
0: yeah that's that, that's true and this is this i think this is really important in in the world that we live in and uh for me it was exploration of opportunities in different places but also understanding from the starting point of a bulgarian or a, as an outsider how, how and what we would take to integrate in different places so not only to say okay what kind of job do you have here, mm. but what does it mean to pack your back and to base yourself in, in, in London, mm-hmm. in New York, in LA, in uh, Menlo Park,
2: mm-hmm. in
0: uh, San Francisco, in Singapore. And, uh, and, I, and I lived with, with all of these people. So actually my plan was like, not, not only because obviously I wanted to, to have a longer runway, just in case, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming to the to the Viber story, probably. <laughs> uh, the, but uh, I, I I wanted to live with these people and actually to see how they experience all of this, like what yeah. are the pros and the cons, and then to to be able to to decide for myself what to do next based on the obviously the opportunities that I will have at a certain point on the table, but with a clear conscience, mm-hmm. not to have at the back of my mind this kind of a question of what would have happened and did i miss yeah, I should something have, 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 that's the worst yeah, yeah
1: that's the yeah. worst that you can have
0: so in, so, in so this was the, the this yeah. was the purpose of 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 of, of my sabbatical and I, I i literally lived for okay so for several weeks up to a month the the, the life of uh, of, mm-hmm. of somebody who is uh and in very different stages of immigration so like uh, somebody who came early on uh, who, who is in the early stage of, uh, of, of adapting and integrating and in at the lower position in some place, or somebody who has been there for a very long time. So, mm-hmm. like, it's very different perspective. It is. It is uh, and somebody who, had, who has a very good job. But for example, no family or somebody mm-hmm. who has a good family and couple and so on. So it was a very, very diverse set mm-hmm. of, of, of stories. Probably someday I, I should uh, write a book on that. But <laughs> it was a very interesting observation and uh, it, uh, it, it led me to a couple of conclusions. Uh, first of all, one of them was that if you can get a good job, uh, or 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 you can build a company that provides you a, a, also a good lifestyle um in your home mm.
2: uh,
0: probably you can get a lot of benefits that uh, will be much harder to get into or or you have to rebuild from scratch into another place uh also like equivalent opportunities or equivalent uh, um, um, buying power or to rephrase it. Like to, to live well in some of the, the hottest places uh, in mm. the world, you need much more. Oh, and yeah. you need to Go be ahead. even more competitive and you need to, to hustle uh, uh, more than that. Yeah. So, so probably you'll give up even more of, of, of your free time and a lot of, a lot of other things. that Social that life, life and yeah. Yeah,
1: everything in order to be just able to live there. I felt yeah. always like that about the megapolis and also about the big cities like uh, New York and London.
0: And also me. commuting and so on. So like yeah. the, 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 there are there are pros and cons. There are there are certain trajectories that probably can't happen without you being in the in, in the hottest place. But if you are not, if 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 you are not really like if this is not a must probably uh like uh, this is something that you that that, that even like people at a younger age should also consider because mm. I, I i also i also have seen and i have stories around me of people that um, built really great careers uh mm. or, or, or 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 businesses but nothing more
2: yeah
0: and and, and and this can be said
1: everyone has their own story and everyone has their own fights to fight um, what I find interesting is that once you moved to a new place and you managed to stay afloat, let's say, <laughs> whatever that means for you, you feel like the world opens up, that you can mm. do it again and again and again. And then the world becomes a much friendlier place to be because you're not limited in your perspective, in your mindset to the country where you you were born in. Uh, This is what I always felt that young people, if they get the chance, they should live somewhere else just for the sake of, you know, getting this kind of mindset. And there is nothing unpatriotic about it. It's just, you know, opening up, you know, perspectives. You can, if you decide and be a patriot, you can always come back and it might be uh, a good thing to do or when your family is abroad, you, you won't come back. It, and it doesn't matter because identity changes. Identity becomes something which is very personal. Mm-hmm. At some point, I was thinking that it's not either or, it's both. You know, I, I, I carry in myself both the Bulgarian and in now the Austrian <laughs> side. And this will always be like that. In your case, yeah. was even... More diverse because mm. of the family and the background that you that you had, and uh, in the big cities, which are often melting pots of different cultures, like London and maybe in maybe the city, no one asks you where you come from. I mean, it's because it's usually so complex nowadays. You know, they don't just put you in a drawer because oh, you're Bulgarian, oh, you're from Pakistan, oh, you're. It... <laughs> <laughs> This is happening usually in the smaller countries, at least how I, I observed mm. it in, over time. In any case,
0: it's, it's, uh, like I, I think that the, the, the remark here is that it's 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 just part of the uh, part of the calculation, and uh, I, I wouldn't say that um, it just that like uh, the the place you were born has a special weight. Uh, if it doesn't. Like so it's 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 a matter of the of the people, it's a matter of, of many other things that 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 you care about and uh, for in in my personal case, when I got the the in touch, so again, like I didn't apply for Viverger, I met the guys, <laughs> and we were actually uh trying to close like one last deal for literally this was the my last dance for mm-hmm. for Vivacom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the last project that I couldn't close with this company, uh, that, 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 that 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 I was just I, I was writing long polite emails to, to to get to the negotiating table, and I was getting one liners of rejection. It oh. was it was very disappointing at well. a certain point, but then I learned that it was first of all not personal. It's also part of the Israeli culture because this was one of my first my first boss in in Viber who who is Israeli and many of them are Israelis mm-hmm. uh, and they are more direct and, and frank and, and and short cut to the chase. Yeah, yeah. To the chase.
1: <laughs> there is this word that they use I think in German Tachless <laughs> when you speak directly I think it's Jewish but uh, anyway I need might be
0: bit. might yeah. be uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. so 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 I was I got even more motivated to close it because it's, it's like, I said like like I really want to leave a clean sheet. For my successor, and I got very motivated to convince them. And and in in my very last days, it was when we met each other Mm. and I pitched them. I pitched them heavily about all the opportunities for growth they can get um, through the partnership with the telecom, but ironically, because like, obviously this was my viewpoint and how I built the pitch. This was not exactly the resources that the telecom can only the resources that the telecom can deliver. The company that I work for, but it was what somebody like me, locally, with the connections and the partnerships and the, the things that, that we have built, which my successor was, like equally capable, uh, obviously, uh, like could 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 bring to them. Mm-hmm. But the way they, they 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 heard the pitch was. Well, we actually need somebody who understands this region in this market. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we, and they admitted later on, that this was not even on their to-do list at this point. And after this conversation, they said, OK, so probably we need to hire somebody. And this guy, like, like the profile of this guy. And we, of course, start us from so asking you him. So your pitch
1: for the region was so good that you basically, uh, well, not for the region. I mean, at this point, it was uh, for the telecom, but you were have, you had to sell the region. So they decided Literally. to invest in the region instead.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And
1: look for someone with your profile, which I guess is hard to find. <laughs> Because uh, it is.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know like, um,
1: so they had to make you a proposal later on.
0: Yeah. Literally, they approached me. Yeah. So literally, like I uh, got, yeah, got the message yeah. uh, like uh, a week later. I was already packing the bags. To, and you were sending on my, them
1: one-liners with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually, actually, I was, I, I was playing hard to get at this point because I, I had to get it because back to you them. From like, the I wanted best. to play the game and I wanted to show them that I know how to how to play the game when I am on the on the other side of them oh, when, when nice. the tables have turned. So <laughs> nice. yeah, so So, so, so this is so this is how go. it happened and uh, and you know like se- selling the region and like I, I think this is something that uh, many of the, of the of the of the also the startup founders and mm-hmm. investors, everybody in the ecosystem and, and oh, it's 50% in Europe. of our no, no. job <laughs> Yeah, this is 50% of our job exactly, like to, to really explain wh- wh- what is the region, because sometimes there are many definitions and like it's a, like this kind of, a, like now it's a little bit better defined, mm. and then actually to understand, to, to explain what are the opportunities and so on, so like, like the, the storytelling is, uh, is always an ongoing process because everybody tries to pitch their, yes. their parts, their, their market, <laughs> their talent, their countries in, 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 in different ways. And, uh, I, um, like, as I mentioned, even earlier, I was, um, uh, already had some experience with that. And, and this particular pitch, uh, turned out, uh, to do well. Uh, and this is how it all started, but it started as a, almost like a test. So they said, okay, so we'll hire you. We come let's try something and let's see if uh, this can work out for us because Survivor didn't have anybody between um, in, in, as we were joking in a, in, a, in a city in Europe which is under 10 million people <laughs> they didn't have an <laughs> office, <laughs> so it was only Moscow and London. So like uh, they, they were not into <laughs> <such a> <laughs> into small places.
2: <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah,
0: and, and and then I said okay, so like um, I was in uh, in the valley when I got like the final uh, the final offer from them, and it was like literally the 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 yes or no uh, moment, and I said okay, so. I would jump. Like I was, I was interviewing back then at this point also with uh, with other companies, some very hot names at the time, mm. uh, like Uber, uh, for mm. example. Uh, but I really liked the vibe for the um, the culture of the people and uh, and the and, mission of the company.
1: And at this point, you were you sure that you wanted to stay in Bulgaria although you were on this uh, world trip basically
0: well I, I I thought about the fact, so so actually my bosses said, well like I asked him like do you do you insist on me being at a certain place?" Mm. They said, well, doesn't matter. Like wherever oh. wherever you choose, like you can be like my my uh, like so like I was reporting to Tel Aviv and to London. Yeah, we so, call
1: it remote now. <laughs> yeah, we call it remote.
0: <laughs> Back then it was called strange. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, and cool. uh, and uh, and uh, <laughs> they they said like whenever you you want, like uh, as long as it's in this kind of uh, like obviously the similar time zones, uh, it, uh, that you can be based wherever you want, and then. I gave it a thought, but I said, OK, so I, I, I saw the opportunities for this mm. specific challenge that, 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 that I have now and the, that, I, that I have undertaken uh, from starting from Bulgaria. Yeah. Because by uh, first of all, obviously, I knew things better. I knew more talent and people. And I, and I knew that I, I, I have to start. Mm. Like everybody, it's a, it's a cliché. You have to start with the people, and so on, and so on. Yeah, but, I guess your network uh, here was
1: much more established, and it
2: was.
0: Uh, yeah, it and also, and, and and also, like it's it's really a matter of differentiation. So it's it's uh, like the like it's always it's it's always the challenge with 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 uh, with marketing and with branding. So mm. you have to find a way to differentiate yourself with. With what you have yeah, at your disposal, so you have a uh, a certain company, a certain story to tell, and then like if I if I went to London to tell the same story,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I would be one of the many business entities Expense, yeah. and mm-hmm. so on, yeah. uh, or or like uh, units that are forming up there to remotely control Eastern Europe, whatever. Like like not a not a <laughs> <Yeah>. inspiring, <clears throat> not a big story, but coming to Sofia in twenty fifteen and saying, guys, we are not building uh, a call center. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not building uh, an R&D development office, which is cool, but there were many already such mm-hmm. kind of stories. But coming and saying, guys, there is no business people that are running and literally defining how like the, the user experience will look like and how it will be marketed and to whom it will be opened from Google, nobody from Facebook, nobody from... Skype, Microsoft, Telegram, you name it, but actually Viber is coming and Viber is very big, was already very big and with a big footprint, with a very, a very strong brand, uh, uh, unclearly defined but strong brand and uh, when you say, okay, we are actually building something, we are opening opportunities to the, to the marketers, to the PR people, to the uh, business developers and partnership guys. To, to to do something on a, on a very big scale for millions of people for almost everybody in this in this region out of this region and not to be some kind of a top down waterfall from
1: this is this San is Francisco. also very strange because we don't really have that good tradition in the education and training, exactly in these business functions.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, it's very but... unusual,
1: you know, to for Viber to trust exactly in this regard. In any case, I would say here, thank you, because Viber, and its logo is it differentiator now for Bulgaria? (laughs) 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 You know, when we present, you know, the ecosystem, this is always, you know, something that makes an impression. And, uh, I guess you have given a lot of interviews on, you know, the Viber story and how it all developed. Um, We know now for a fact that um, Viber became very strong, especially in our part of Europe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I guess part of the (laughs) guilty ones are based in Sofia, now that I understand. So well done.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank
1: you. I want us, you know, before we finish the interview, I actually want to to, to know a bit more what is what cannot be read in the business interviews that you're giving. Like what is coming ahead Hmm. for Viber? Where it is a very saturated market at this point. Yeah, it's a very competitive market. At the same time, we have very interesting examples uh, from China, for instance. And from what I understood, uh, you are going into the direction of a super app. That's true, yes. Um, there are a couple of contenders who are competing for the same thing. Mm. How do you see that? And this is also the the, the main uh, direction that you're currently working on, right, yourself?
0: Yes, yes. So. Um... The, the the super app concept um, to, to oversimplify it uh, means adding to what people are used to see already in Messenger's payments mm-hmm. uh, adding more business services mm-hmm. uh, and uh, more sophisticated probably AI powered assistants and mini yeah. applications yeah. so like this is these are the parts that are kind of missing in Europe because of the the inherited complexity of the market like in china WeChat just went into a vacuum so like people didn't have bank yeah. accounts and cards yeah. and so on they just went into uh wechat pay and, mm-hmm. and and started using it and they moved from cash to it so um this is this is the part where viber plays to its strengths because viber started as a as a free messaging uh, app of calling and messaging, but because it is based on phone numbers, and phone numbers, mm-hmm. unlike Facebook profiles, for example, mm-hmm. uh, are, are the, the identifier that you use for business yeah. because you call different business partners, suppliers, and so on. Like So whole supply chains, even for small and medium-sized businesses, are built currently on consumer messaging, Services, mm-hmm. on the c- services built with the consumers in mind and not with the prosumers or like small businesses in mind. So there are quite a few things that that have to be improved, completely revamped in order to serve this huge amount of the economy better because as a matter of fact, in most of the countries uh, in, in Central Eastern Europe, uh, more than half of the employed people are in such kind of small businesses are either small business owners or partners or like one of the five employees uh, in the bakery or in the the hair studio and so on. Even the e-commerce shops, like there are so many e-commerce shops, which are actually 10 people and that's all. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
0: So like this is the the, the part where we want to make an impact, because as a matter of fact, we we also have a, a content vertical, but this is very highly saturated and this is something that or well, like we, we, we pushed, uh, we got certain success, we have some, some big uh, um, uh, content names there, but we cannot be TikTok and it's not really our DNA. So Viber has this profile of a very reliable, very secure, uh, very private place, mm-hmm. which like precisely because we don't mine so much data, we cannot create the, the, the best recommendation, content recommendation algorithm because a lot of the things that happen on Viber, they're in the private space. But building the tools into all of these uh, touch points uh, mm-hmm. that enrich people's lives uh, and uh, that uh, will uh, also allow them not to install another 10 applications for just small use cases, yeah. uh, but to have everything under one roof. Uh, it's, a, it's a very, very uh, big improvement uh, in terms of ease of use, in terms of accessibility uh, and, and this culture is already, already happening. We see very, very encouraging uh, experiences and we also see so many businesses that are moving their communication from email and from SMS to 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 business messages to 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 and to also chat from roles And so on social media.
1: You know, at some point it turned out that it's just additional work that we need to do. <laughs> but not okay.
0: Exactly. So so this is the this is the super the way we see the because future. it will
1: definitely go with the branding and also with the marketing concepts that you already know very well. I mean, in order for us, you know, to be, accommodate a business in an app, you have to give him the opportunity to attract potential <laughs> customers. Okay.
0: Exactly, very and 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 now the the AI became interesting and sexy for the masses. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So and and ChatGPT is chat based. So <laughs> it's, <too laughs> it's very job. obvious. I think it's it's more than obvious, but it's, sometimes it's good to 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 mention it. We already have uh, even our own uh, implementation that we launched over a month ago, uh, which is about uh, a chat, uh, AI. Big uh, model-based chatbot where you can ask questions, you can get all kinds of information without leaving Viber. So, literally, it is, okay, somebody or you need an answer to somebody, to something. Mm -hmm. You might be arguing with a friends about something or you might need to find something for a, a business chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you literally go into the next chat you ask the bot okay what is the gdp or what is mm-hmm. uh, the the ratio of, of this business that we are currently considering or what is the current price of this kind of commodity and this chatbot is already generating answers yeah nice and, and, nice. and it's literally one click away from forwarding the answer into the chat or using it in a in a certain way mm-hmm. so and, and it's much easier then going into a browser bookmarking it remembering where this bookmark is located or going into the computer having conditional registration and so on so our 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 job and our mission has always been to to democratize uh, the the services because uh like here uh we and, and the audience here are geeks but like the 95 percent of the population things that they already have too much complexity in terms of oh, yes. uh, of, of the services yes. that they use and how they use them and so on.
1: it's a probably also generational uh, question but i have another one i think a huge part of the population is also now getting a bit more worried about them being the product or in other words what are you going to do with my data
0: <laughs> that's true that's true and that's why uh we are also like we have we have always been very, very principled with uh, how we don't use uh, the data. Are you going to users. stick with
1: this principle?
0: I think that there is no going back I think like, the it's, uh, is, it's it's yeah. it's definitely like i i mm. first of all the the wind blows into this direction uh but also like uh, our our company culture and our owners is is, is built on really principled long-term approach uh, on on, mm-hmm. on these topics
1: i feel horrible because i i it, I, pff, I could sit maybe one and a half hours longer at <laughs> least with you <laughs> and talk a bit more but somehow I, I i need to put that into a finish because the conversation otherwise will get way too long <laughs> and i wonder what would be the topic you know for for a proper end um I'm going to ask you this. So, a super app is being built in a very recursive way. Yeah. So, (laughs) you create something and it becomes, you know, the home of many different innovations. Yeah. Yeah. In this sense, what part of the super app do you hope maybe to be developed in Bulgaria? It well, could be by a startup. It could be by another team. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Well, I, 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 I would say that, like, re- realistically speaking, uh, I think that we have like, a very, very strong fintech ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So the payments and the fintech part mm-hmm. is something that uh, we are definitely looking forward, like also to the partners uh, from the community, for what kind of the the champions that we already have uh, can integrate at a certain point uh, around this journey and how we can open our ecosystem so that it generates great value for them. And then this also is uh, shared with uh, Viber and its users.
1: Mm. And I'm sure that you have actually a great perspective on the innovations, especially in the fintech space through your participation in, in, in LaunchUp, in Eleven Ventures but also as a, as a business angel and still, if someone wants to pitch you maybe a component that you should consider in Viber like you were basically doing that to Viber <laughs> perspective of the telecom what is the best approach?
0: Well, I'm am, I am, um, most easily findable on LinkedIn. I don't really use other social media, mm-hmm. uh, to, if I have to admit, and of course on Viber.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so too. <laughs> what, what you is can it? find
0: my number probably easily. <laughs> A lot of people have it, so like, yeah. and I respond very, very, very fast on Viber.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Any tips on the door opener or the attitude? <laughs> keep it short.
0: Yeah, keep it short and, and be straightforward. Yeah. So like the, a message like I want to add you into my LinkedIn network means that you have read the the, the bad, the bad manual for approaching people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's cool. Yes, we'll have to do another conversation.
0: Part two in the <laughs> making. <laughs>
1: Uh, also some others that are not recorded because I always enjoy <laughs> talking to you somehow uh, I feel like there is a like maybe we have some common stars
0: <laughs> <laughs> most We're, probably like yes. it's a mutual feeling
1: but um, keep us um, also updated on the super app it we'll is do. Definitely we'll do. you'll a hear very, a lot of very, news so. Exactly. exactly Thank, Thank you, you so much.
0: much. It was a pleasure.
1: Next on the Recursive Podcast, Tatiana Zabasu Mikush, Managing Partner
4: at South Central Ventures. Yes, it's also, and what they say, it's like a statistic, like if you hire, like when you're hiring sales salespeople, most likely you'll hire three that will not be efficient, will not be good, and you'll have to let them go, and then maybe one in four persons would be the right hire. It's, yeah, it's sometimes, and it's really, as you said, I mean, like, uh, as a founder, as like the founding team usually knows what the product's all about, and it's very passionate about it, and they know the uh, all the you know all the things it can do, and you know all the ways it can be tweaked, and, and all that. But um, yeah, communicating that to your salespeople is not easy sometimes, uh, and um, so it's like this internal communication, the way you build your sales team. That's uh, um, it. It takes us special set of skills I would say also to be like this leadership skills that are um, sort of enabling you to sort of transfer this passion of yours to to other people or communicate the so um, and it is then again you know sometimes when um, founders are not all that um, experienced in that area then you're starting to build your sales team then you're in dilemma like whether I take somebody who's really experienced and has done it before and Um, is probably now a bit remote, like, removed from that. So people, when they go to a certain level, they are sort of less likely to, you know, do the cold calling and stuff. And so is somebody too early to hire, too late to hire? So it's, it's an art.
1: And if you are just as passionate about innovation as we are, hit subscribe for the Recursive podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. We're everywhere.